everybody. Welcome to Geek Fights. Uh, I am Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who do we have with us? Uh, today, we've got returning, uh, we've got Pete. How you doing? And uh, joining us uh, is Brian. Hello! And Paul. Hey, how's it going? Uh, just a little information for the Pete is our wild card, uh, Mr. Pete Lucas. Brian Townsend is a teacher, school teacher, public school teacher, which is even crazier. And Paul Story is our resident professional. He's actually worked with both DC and Marvel a couple times, so he's really cool and stuff. Of course, yeah, I'm... <laughs> round of applause for Paul. Yay, Paul. Yay. Okay, we're not going to give a round of oh, applause for Paul. No. But. Tonight, we're going to be battling about DC versus Marvel. Uh, this is the first of many several hundreds, maybe thousands, okay, maybe three podcasts that we're going to do about DC versus Marvel. We're just going to do this one. It's going to be a standalone. Uh, it'll pop up again some other time, but we're starting this time around with this group, a great group. Uh, Mike, how do geek fights work? Well, what we're going to do is go down this list. We've got one DC character or item or concept and one Marvel character, and each of us is going to pick which uh, which one of these we think is the best or the worst or whichever way we want to pick it. Uh, you can choose any method you want to to figure out which one you want. You want to make it a straight up fight. Which one do you like better? Which one do you think is has a better costume or whatever? It's anything you can use to back up whatever argument you want to make, and uh, that's what we call geek logic. All right. And tonight we're not doing tournament style. We're actually doing uh, overall tally. So who, whichever one has the most points at the end of this episode will win this particular episode. The battle, but not the war. And we're going to start right now. First battle is Captain Marvel versus Captain Marvel. Uh, a lot of people don't know that DC has a character named Captain Marvel. They all realize, think of him as Shazam. And uh, this is going to start off with me. So it's Shazam versus Captain Marvel, and uh, I'm going to go with uh, Shazam. Paul? Yo, uh, as much as I love Captain Marvel, and I do, uh, over at, at the Cap or the uh, Captain Marvel, I, I one of my favorite characters, but uh, the Shazam Captain Marvel, way more powerful, the whole magic thing, wisdom of Solomon, et cetera, et cetera. So I got to go for... Uh, Billy Batson, Power of Shazam, Captain Marvel. All right, Brian. Um, yeah, this is this is gonna be a uh, Shazam love fest. But uh, not only does <laughs> Captain does the original Captain Marvel have what I think a cooler costume, a cooler origin, a cooler uh, background. He also has a really hot sister, or at least he did until they turned her into a uh, jailbait. So, you know, besides the fact that he's more powerful, besides the fact that he's more cool, besides the fact that he had a really cool serial adaptation back in the 40s, you know, Mary Marvel. You're going with Shazam. All right. With Shazam. Next one, uh, Pete. Uh, well, you know, who can't love a character that has the powers of gods? Shazam. All right. And Mike. Well, uh, even though my vote doesn't count, uh, mine is definitely Captain Marvel. Uh, I've never, never mm. been particularly interested in Captain Marvel or Shazam or, or any of that stuff. But Marvel Cosmic has always been uh, one of my favorites. Um, you know, to me, I'll take Jim Starlin over pretty much anybody who who's worked on a Captain Marvel book. 
and uh, it's 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 definitely Captain Marvel. And plus, you know, his his death is now the only kind of definitive, unoverturned death left uh, that means anything. Yep. <laughs> so that one is over. Shazam, Captain Marvel one, and we're on to our next battle, which is the Justice League of America versus the Avengers. It's a big one, and it goes to you, Paul. Well, you know, I realized I I should have said something right from the start. I love Marvel and DC equally because I would love to work with them again. Both. <laughs> Lots. Uh, <laughs> did that sound uh, genuine? Yeah. No. Oh, good. Um, man, that is, uh, that is tough. JLA versus Avengers. Um, uh, you know, you've got all the, the, the kind of archetypes on the JLA. Uh, you know, the first... You know, you've got Soups and Bat- Batman and, and Wonder Woman and The Flash. Um, but I'm throwing this one back to my childhood. I'm saying the Avengers. They got Cap. They got Thor. They got Iron Man. They got uh, some Hawkeye, who was uh, actually my favorite archer. So anyway, I'm throwing it to the Avengers. All right. Brian. Yeah, see, this is a kind of tough call for me because that one period I was reading them both monthly on a regular basis. And about the same time, I stopped reading them both monthly on a regular basis. Um, this is a squeaker, but I'm going to have to give it to the Avengers, only because uh, at the core, um, Cap's kooky quartet back in the 60s always brings it around for me. There have been some sucky Avengers teams, you know, some of the late 80s, early 90s Avengers teams were, were kind of lousy. But, you know, for high drama, Captain America, Quicksilver, the Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye... That was a hell of a lot of fun. So, you know, just because of those. All right. I have to go with the Avengers. All right, Pete. This is a tough one. I love the Avengers. I love JLA. I love them both. Avengers, I like the characters on the team better. But I got to go JLA just based on the one issue where Batman took out Green Lantern with one punch. All right. (laughs) That was a good issue. And it comes to me. uh, It's my turn now. And I think Avengers is a really good book right now. JLA sucks big floppy donkey dick. But I like the JLA stories that I read in the past a little bit more than the Avengers. I've gotten into the Avengers more recently. Justice League goes back to my childhood. So uh, I got to go with Super Friends. the animated series, all that stuff was way cooler than anything the Avengers were putting out, at least to me. So I got to go Justice League. Mike, deciding vote? Uh, well, mm. I'm I'm going to go Avengers, uh, kind of for the, the opposite of, of your reason. When I, I, I do love both teams as a concept. Um, I think there, and there's so many things about them that are very similar. This is a very tough, uh, a tough battle because it's it's basically the two teams who have the big guns of their universes in, in those teams but when I think back of all of the Justice League runs that I've really liked, there have only been a few but uh, I've, I've loved so many more Avengers runs than, than that, I mean going back all the way to the beginning, there were great runs with, with Perez and with Byrne and, uh, and John Buscema, you know, I think is one of one of the greatest comic book artists that that we've ever had, and he he kind of defined that book. So I I'm gonna have to go with the Avengers just because I think overall they've done more, they've had more great stories that I've loved, and they've got uh-huh. a movie coming out that looks yeah. awesome. I was gonna say the <laughs> Avengers movie gets made first, so yeah, 
And Avengers and didn't win that one. So we're yeah. on to our next one. It is the Teen Titans versus the Young Avengers. Uh, Brian, that one goes to you. Oh, geez. Teen Titans versus a cheap Marvel knockoff to try to pull into the, the mass appeal of the Teen Titans because they had a really successful television run. That's that's a no-brainer. Teen Titans. All I mean, right. classic, classic sidekicks. Uh... Some good, some not some good, some bad runs. One of the best runs on any book in comics. The uh, the Perez who wrote that Wolfman. Perez Wolfman run on on the on the Teen Titans was one of the best twenty six issues of comics. Period. So Teen Titans. All right, next, uh, Pete. Oh man, that is a tough one. However, I have to say. Um, all of my comic book knowledge was pretty much silver, early bronze. Not too familiar with the Young Avengers. Loved the Teen Titans. Teen Titans. All right. Uh, Mike. You know, uh, everything that these guys have said has definitely uh, been been true. Uh, well, I don't I don't think that the the Young Avengers was uh, necessarily as as much of a, a just pure ripoff because of the cartoon. But you know, when I, as much as I loved the the Wolfman Perez run, when I when I read it today, it it doesn't really hold up compared to how I how I read it back then. And I, you know, with only maybe thirteen real issues, the the Young Avengers have have had really, I think, a fantastic run. And it's it's a surprise. I thought that that was I was going to hate that book. I thought it was an incredibly stupid idea, and for them to kind of take that negative reaction. Uh, from from me and I think a lot of people, uh, and and turn it around and take that book seriously, uh, I think is a, a pretty big achievement. All right, it's my turn now. Um, I like the te- the original Teen Titans. I like Speedy, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, uh, Robin, and Aqualad. I think that's a really cool concept. I've read them, the early ones, and they're not very good. But that's because that's not they weren't meant for me. That wasn't my time. But Young Avengers, like Mike said, is a really, really fun book, especially the most recent stuff that's come out. So I'm going to go Young Avengers. And, uh, Paul, you have the deciding vote. See, I thought I was going to be – I I thought I was going to, like, be, uh, uh, like, battling the rising tide of of Titans. There is one one big – I love the Titans. Um, I really enjoyed the Young Avengers. Um, There's one big strike against the Titans, and that's T-E-E-N-T-I-T-A-N-S, Teen Titans. Let's go. Um, uh, DC had that playing at their booth uh, just before that, uh, like uh, the whole time at, I think, San Diego and Chicago uh, before uh, before that show premiered, and it was excruciating. (laughs) Um. So, uh, but um, I, I actually feel better because I, I like the Young Avengers a lot, but uh, since they got some love, I, I don't feel uh, I don't feel so guilty because I'm going to throw my uh, throw my hat in the ring for the Teen Titans because uh, they they I did I did love the uh, new Teen Titans run so much. Well said, sir. well said. All right, Teen Titans wins. DC gets another point, and we're on to our next battle. This one goes to you, Pete. It is Quicksilver versus the Flash. Okay, this one was uh, 
really easy for me. And, and mind you, like I say, when, I when I'm thinking comics, there's particular characters. I'm sure depending on when you read it, there's particular characters that come to your mind. For me, The Flash always and forever will be Barry Allen. I got to go with The Flash. All right. Flash for a point for Flash from Pete. Mike, who you got? Uh, I'm, I'm also going to go Flash, but uh, for me, I, I, I'm one of the guys that really has no interest in Barry Allen. Uh, I'm definitely a Wally West man, but that that run on the Flash I thought was fantastic with uh, you know Mark Wade, Jeff Johns, uh, Mike Barron. Uh, I think that was really kind of a shining point, at least at its best, of, of DC's post-crisis universe. All right, so two for Flash, and uh, it's my turn, and I'm going Quicksilver. Um, Quicksilver. The only reason he's slower than the Flash. He's meaner than the Flash. Uh, he's not, but Mike was talking about it the other day, and I, I went back and I found it. I read it, and there's a point where Quicksilver is—he's an asshole, and there's a reason. He's an asshole because everybody else is going so slow. He's not—he has to slow down to do things, and and that—that's really annoying if everybody else is going so like if you're driving 75 on the freeway, and then all of a sudden everybody decides to go 55. That sucks. What was so, the example he used at the ATM in the comic? I can't remember. It was uh, imagine imagine you're uh, standing behind someone at the ATM who doesn't know how to operate it, and you just wish they would hurry up. That's how I feel every second of every day. And that's why my vote has to go to Quicksilver. It's probably going to be the only one, but Paul, who do you got? Well, I you know I uh, you know Brian was talking earlier about Cap's kooky quartet with uh, Quicksilver was part of that. Love that. Uh, he was there when uh, John Buscema was drawing the Avengers. He was there when uh, Sal Buscema was, drew the Avengers, too. Um, but he's just – he's so freaking unlikable. <laughs> it's just I, – I, and, and um, I, I like him for that. He's got that kind of little bit of uh, – little bit of Submariner arrogance thing going on. But uh, But, yeah, I mean, when you come straight down to it, the Flash ha is just so, so much more powerful and has so much more of a legacy going on, uh, popularity, um, powers, um, a nifty red uniform. <laughs> so uh, I got to go with The Flash. All right. And Brian, even though this one's over, uh, who you got? Oh, well, you know, I'm going for uh, I'm going for The Flash. Um, mostly. Yes, Quicksilver is a dick. I cannot stand him. <laughs> um, I, I like the, you know, I like kind of like the role that he played earlier on, but not, you know. Okay, the example that you used, Damon. Um, oh well, you know, everybody moves so slow. Come on, the Flashes have been dealing with that for decades, and they're still managed to pull their dicks out of their ass and actually be committed to being a hero. Yeah. Okay. And 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 I think the thing the every I am agreeing with everything else everything has, has everyone else has had to say about the character. But the thing that gets me about Quicksilver more than anything else is that compared to the Flash, any Flash, Jay Garrick, Wally West, Barry Allen, Quicksilver barely qualifies as a hero. And at the end of the day, comic books for me is about people being the hero, people doing the right thing. And Quicksilver, all too often, is the guy fucking shit up. 
Well, so, he started as a villain. He's the son of Magneto. <laughs> so I, I actually but, thought, but, you know, know, that's to, not to genetic. Your, to your previous <laughs> example, Brian, he does have the hot <laughs> sister. He, well, he, does, he does have a hot sister, but, you know. But he still dead. lost this fight. So when, yeah, when you said earlier, Brian, you said uh, he when when compared to the Flash, I thought you were going to say he was barely a speedster. He is barely a speedster, and that's why we are moving on to our <laughs> next fight. It is Green Lantern versus Nova, and uh, those of you that don't know, which is everybody, Mike is a huge Green Lantern fan, and Mike, you're going to take this one. Well, you know, after that, I almost have to vote for Nova, but uh, <laughs> I don't. Uh, do you remember that uh, Nova Corps oath? No. Yeah, me either. So I'm gonna go with Green Lantern. There was one. <laughs> yeah, and uh, even though I hate Hal Jordan, Hal Jordan is a bitch to me. I hate him. I I do love Guy Gardner, Wally West, Wally West. Sorry, Kyle Rayner and John Stewart. So uh, I gotta go with Green Lantern. Uh, Paul. Well, this is really tough for me. Nova was actually one of the first comics that I like. Um, got in really early and was able to backtrack and start from number one. But uh, but in this instance, I'm going to go for the the powerhouse and the power battery, and uh, I got to call it for Green Lantern. All right, Brian. Okay, I'm definitely uh, going for Green Lantern on this one, mostly because um, I have no connection to Nova. Nova was one of those characters at Marvel that just pretty much slipped through the cracks for me. I mean, let's put it this way. I was more excited about him uh, teaming up with Rom Space Knight than I was anything else he ever did in his fucking career. Um, so uh, I'm going to go definitely on, come down on the side of Green Lantern, but mostly because Alan Scott is cool. All right. <laughs> the Golden Age Green Lantern. And Pete, rounding it out. Is it a clean sweep? Well, you know, I have to admit, Nova never really uh, resonated with me either. Um, I loved Green Lantern. I loved the Green Lantern, Green Arrow team-ups. And come on, that comic book, they had Speedy get hooked on drugs. Green Lantern. All right, Green Lantern wins in a clean sweep, and we're on to the next one, which is Wolverine, who everybody knows, versus Dexter, which most people don't know. That is the Red Lantern cat. It is a cat, a cat that has a ring like Green Lanterns. It's quite awesome. This one goes to me, and as much as I love Wolverine, I love the fact that that cat will vomit red blood and basically melt all the flesh off of Wolverine's body. So I'm giving it to Dexter. Uh, Paul? Uh, ooh, let me guess, get this straight. I've got a choice between a character who has had something like 30 years of, of comics history and a joke. Right? Uh, he's not a joke. <laughs> Have you read his story? It's an awesome yeah. story. Uh-huh. Sure. Right. Oh. It's a cat that you just said spews blood to acidic blood to dissolve people. Uh, that, that's the Red Lantern thing. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Wolverine. All right. Brian? Oh, when you said it was a joke, I thought you were talking about Wolverine. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, am, I am so sick of Wolverine. I uh, Hugh Jackman, eight feet tall, running around butt naked in this movie. Ooh, he's exactly Wolverine. Blah, 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 blah. I am tired of this. 
the cat, Dexter. Dexter wins. You can put the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man against Wolverine. He would win. I'm sick of Wolverine. Sick All of right, Pete. Well, you know, X-Men was always one of my favorite comics. I have to admit, I have not seen the Red Lanterns. I have no idea what they are. The character sounds like it could be a cool idea, but I got to go with Wolverine. All right. This is weird. It's a t- it's all tied up there, Mike. Who you got? Wow, really? This one comes down to me? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, while I do not share Brian's passionate hatred for Wolverine, um, I certainly would like to see him go down, so I'm going to go for Dexter just for that reason. <laughs> All right, Dexter wins. And seriously, wow. look up Dexter. He's really cool. Uh, on to our next yeah, fight. I thought you were talking about Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory. No, no. no. He hands down. But <laughs> this one goes to you, Brian. It is Superman versus the Sentry. Oh, well, you know, once again, kind of a no-brainer for me. Um Unlike, you know, many of you Marvel heads, I'm a DC man, primarily. I've read Marvel, I enjoy Marvel, like a lot of Marvel characters. But at the end of the day, DC is where my heart is. Superman is the heart of DC. Superman. All right. Ugh. Pete. Oh, no-brainer for me either. Sentry? Uh, Can't hold no. a candle to Superman. Superman. All right, Mike. And that's coming from a self-avowed Marvel head. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't uh, share kind of the passionate hatred of the Sentry that so many people seem to. I don't understand it, but uh, certainly this is Superman. I, I, don't, I don't think I have to say much more. All right. It's going to me, and uh, I picked the Sentry because he's way more powerful than Superman. Literally, he actually is way, way more powerful than Superman. And he might be magical, so he could probably kick his ass like that. So, uh, Sentry. And rounding it out with Paul. You know, this is really tough for me because uh, Sentry was created by Paul Jenkins, and I don't really want him ticked off at me. Uh, <laughs> he may not He may not buy me beer next time we're hanging out. Uh <laughs> which is kind of a drag because um, you can always get Brits to buy you beer. Um, uh, you know, the thing is, though, uh, Sentry is what it is, and that's great. But, uh, you know, I don't have anything against Sentry uh, as as a character or anything. Like Mike said, I've got no, like, that, that passionate hatred you see some people have for it. But, I mean, I don't even like Superman all that much. Um, you know, as a fan, um, and, uh, and I still have to throw it to Superman. He is, he is the first, you know, he, he's sort of the foundation. Um, and, uh, so I got to go with Superman. All right. That battle's over. DC is whooping a lot of ass right now, but I think it's going to take a turn. Uh, this next fight is Paul's. It is Captain America versus Batman. Paul. Well, see, the thing is. (laughs) <laughs> I love these characters. I've written both these characters in in you know in various incarnations. Um but and 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 man, Batman's had so many good runs and like the excellent animated series and you know, poor Cap had that that like awful but we all loved it Marvel superheroes um you know, barely animated animation 
thing, but man, he is Captain America. He is the super soldier. You know, um, I, I always, uh, my argument always, when it comes down to Batman versus uh, Captain America, um, you know, Batman's the guy that you could have been if at 12, you started training furiously and had all the money in the world. Captain America is Captain America because he had the heart of a hero before and and it, he was he was frail but he he had the heart of a hero he risked his life to become the first super soldier he's actually the hero that you could be if there was a super soldier serum um plus he's got the best costume of all time captain america hands all down. right captain america brian yeah this is a tough call for me um Right now, if I just threw it up there, and Batman would win only because I'm watching the Adam West series on 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 uh, fifty on 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 reruns, and uh, I love that show. That sh- is show. Um, but generally speaking, Captain America, I you know the Patriot in me goes to the Patriot in Captain America. And I love that he's a hero. He's 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 the American paladin, and that that gives him just a slight edge on Batman to me. It's not a matter of powers. It's not a matter of anything else. It's just the concept of the character, Captain America. All right, Pete. This is a tough one. I love both characters. However, uh, <clears throat> Batman, you had Heath Ledger, and Nicholson is the Joker. Captain America, you had Reb Brown. I got to give it to Batman. All right. Vote goes to Batman. Uh, Mike. Don't you diss Reb Brown. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Batman for uh, much the same reason, Uh, even though uh, in the comics, there's a lot to to love about both of them. But Batman certainly has has really transcended that in a way that Captain America quite hasn't. All right. And it comes down to me. Uh, Captain America was in the business of killing Nazis, and business was good. Captain America wins this fight. And we're on to the next one. Uh, This one goes to Pete. It is the Vision from the Avengers versus the Atom from the Justice League. Who you got? (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, I have to say, in this fight, he had a hot wife. I love the series. The Vision. All right, Mike. Yeah, you know, I I really don't give two shits about the Atom, and uh, I always like the Vision, so I'll go Vision. All right, it's my turn. And uh, uh, Vision, Atom, I was going to go Atom earlier, and then I realized that the Atom had a a, a bitchy ex-wife that he still talks to who ended up killing people, so I'm going to go Vision. Uh, Paul? I always kind of like the Vision's kind of, Mr. Spock vibe, that whole like wanting to, you know, trying to trying to deal with human emotions, not really understanding them, being a creature of logic. Um, but but like his emotional core kind of coming up. Um, anyway, I'm going with the vision. All right. And Brian. Yeah, it, it kind of with these two characters, it kind of boils down to the very cool Gil Kane illustrated sort of the atom versus the Vision taking out Count Nefaria from a mile up. And <laughs> taking out Count Nefaria from a mile up 
while he's beating the crap out of the rest of the Avengers is one of my favorite moments in comics. So I got to give it to the Vision. All right, Vision wins. Clean sweep. Woohoo! And we're on to the next battle. This one is for you, Mike. It is Martian Manhunter versus the Vision. A Vision again. Uh, I'm I'm going to give this one to Martian Manhunter, even though I like both characters a lot. You know, Martian Manhunter was in in many ways the first Silver Age character, so uh, I think that'll that'll sort of edge him out. All right, uh, it comes to me. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vision again, only because uh, Martian Manhunter's powers really don't affect the Vision. I think the Vision can start a fire, so uh, the Vision wins that one for me, uh, Paul. Wow, it is a it is kind of a tough one. I mean, you know, in some ways, the Vision is the Martian Manhunter of the of the Marvel universe. Um, and you know, the thing is, though, um, if uh, if the Martian Manhunter gets in a good shot with his uh, with his Martian vision, or um, at the Vision, I think has like a positronic brain. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Martian Manhunter has uh, telepathy powers. I'm going to go with uh, Martian Manhunter. All right. Uh, next one is Brian. Martian Manhunter. He's my favorite character. So, uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite DC characters. So there you go. All right. And Pete. I got to go Vision. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Martian Manhunter won that one. And we're on to the next fight which is Iron Man, which everybody knows, versus Steel, a.k.a. Shaquille O'Neal. And that one comes to me, and because Shaquille O'Neal is Steel, I gotta vote Iron Man. I'm sorry. There's (laughs) no way I can vote for Steel. So uh, Iron Man gets a vote for me. Paul? Um, Iron Man has uh, gorgeous Don Heck uh, artwork, period. Uh, uh, Gene Colan drew him. And face it, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man movies. Come on, Iron Man. All right, Brian. Um, Tony Stark's a cool exec with a heart of steel, and that the the, uh, the steel theme song goes how. So we're gonna go with Iron Man. All right, Pete. Well, you know, I never liked steel, so Iron Man. <laughs> All right, and Mike. Yeah, this is a. Uh, let's just make it a sweep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Iron Man wins. Marvel gets a point. And we're on to our next battle, which is Spider-Man versus Blue Beetle. And there are several incarnations of Blue Beetle. It can be anyone you like. Uh, so, uh, and that one goes to Paul. Okay. Important thing to, to say, Ted Cord Blue Beetle, one of my very favorite characters of all time. Love Ted Cord Blue Beetle. He's phenomenal. I don't have anything against any of the other Blue Beetles. Jamie Reyes, kind of interesting, whatever. Um, but ultimately, Blue Beetle, uh, the Ted Cord Blue Beetle was cut from the Spider-Man cloth. Um, you know, everybody with great power comes great responsibility for a Spider-Man story. Um, not actually said by Uncle Ben, by the way, said by the narrator, Stanley. Um, it's just, I mean, Spider-Man, he's just too iconic to, to, to um, despite my love for Blue Beetle, he's, he, Spider-Man's got to, got to be the one. All right, Brian? Pretty much what Paul said, Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man, okay. Uh, Spider-Man. You know, Blue Beetle is one of those characters that I read every now and then, didn't really get too into. Spider-Man was one of my favorites from a very young age. Spider-Man. All right, Mike. 
you know, I was trying to come up with some geek logic for Blue Beetle just so this doesn't turn into a Spider-Man sweep, and I can't. It's Spider-Man. You're right. It's a Spider-Man sweep, too. Uh, Come on. How could you not vote for Spider-Man? He's Spider-Man. He's basically the modern-day hero. He's the reason why we have Marvel Comics. I mean, I know Fantastic Four is cool and all, but Spider-Man is the one that changed the game, so Spider-Man. He doesn't have a spider can. Exactly. And we're on to our next battle, which is uh, Jonah Hex versus the Raw High Kid. Brian? Oh, for the love of... You know what? If you're talking Western archetypes, you can't get any better than the Lone Ranger. And since the Rawhide Kid is closer to the Lone Ranger than Jonah Hex is, I'm going to go with Jonah Hex. I'm not going to say, oh, he's in a Confederate uniform, therefore he's evil. But, you know, Rawhide Kid, two-gun justice, riding the West, Rawhide Kid. All right. Uh, Pete. Uh, you know, I never, I was never into Jonah Hex too much, but I used to read Rawhide Kid all the time. I got to go with Rawhide Kid. Oh, okay. Uh, Mike? Uh, this is this is one of the ones that I really I don't care about. I don't like either of these characters particularly much. Um, but I will go with Rawhide Kid because he's gay. <laughs> uh, and see, I, I would almost want to vote for Rawhide Kid because he likes sucking dick, but I like Jonah Hex just a little bit more, and he's kind of a dick. And uh, so I'm going to go uh, Jonah Hex. And it comes down to you, Paul. I, I think that uh, there's been some good Jonah Hex uh, stories, probably not the recent movie. Um, I, I, I like the guys who are currently writing Jonah Hex. They are both good guys. Um, on the other hand, uh, he is I, – can I, I – I'm going to play the – he's wearing a Confederate uniform. He's evil. Um, and also uh, Rawhide Kid. Uh Drawn by Jack Kirby so often. Um, hey, I'm going for Rawhide Kid. All right. Rawhide Kid wins, and Marvel wins another point. And we're on to the next one. This one goes to Pete. It is DC movies versus Marvel movies. Well, you know, if you asked me this question about 10 years ago, I would have said DC movies for sure. But now, just I mean, just based on quantity and quality, I have to go Marvel. All right. Mike? This was a this was a tough one for me because I, I think I like a lot more of Marvel's movies, but I like I think DC has done the the better movies. I think the first Superman and the Nolan Batman movies were uh, I, I think the best examples of of the superhero movie genre. But uh, seeing all of this stuff coming out of Comic-Con about Thor and Captain America and the Avengers. And, uh, you know, there's there's going to be a goddamn Infinity Gauntlet in the movie, so I have to go Marvel. All right. Not only is there going to be an Infinity Gauntlet, Thor is going to wear a helmet with wings on it. That's right, wings. So I got to go Marvel. Uh, Paul? Um. Well, see, I'm, I'm one of these apostates that, like, ah, the first Superman movie I liked okay. Um, and Mike is gnashing his teeth as I say that. And I was like one of the few people that walked out of the, the uh, first Batman movie, not the first Batman movie, I should clarify, the Batman movie with Michael uh, Keaton uh, that Tim Burton directed going, huh, why is everybody so excited? Um, the uh, the Iron Man movies really put the Marvel stuff over the top. 
Um, uh, man, it's that's a it's a tough call though because there there's been I'm gonna oh what the heck I'm going for Marvel. All right, and Brian. Okay, I've been sitting here listening to what people had to say, and I agree with pretty much everything else everybody else had to say. So I had to boil it down into its essence. And for me, the essence of this is Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher versus <laughs> Bat Shark Repellent Spray. <laughs> and since I love the concept of Bat Shark Repellent Spray, I'm going to go with Mar- with uh, DC movies. All right. Doesn't matter. They lost. Woohoo! And we're on to the next one, which is uh, Disney versus Warner Brothers. And Mike, this one goes to you. Well, uh, I'm, I'm looking right now at uh, Time Warner's stock quote. Uh, they're at $31.76. They have a market capitalization of $36.2 billion. Walt Disney is at $34.40 with a market cap of $67.37 billion. So I think it has to be Disney. All right. It comes to me. And uh, I don't think either company's really done – well, Disney has just gotten the license for Marvel, gotten Marvel, and Warner Brothers has had – DC for much, much longer, and they've made, like, what, 10 movies? Um, I think Disney's going to do way, way more with what they've got, so I'm going to go Disney. Paul? I I hate to say it, um, but don't mess with the mouse. So we're going for uh, we're going for Disney. All right, Brian? Oh, well, since I've been blown out of the water, <laughs> but I'm still going to go with, um, with Warner, not just because they've done a whole bunch, they've done better things <clears throat> with uh, their characters, you know, in various media, but they're uh, not Disney, and they uh, and most of the movies I really like are Warner Brother movies. So, Disney does have hot underage chicks, but, you know, I'm a comic geek, so I'm going with Warner Brothers. Alright, and Pete. You know, even though their idea didn't quite take. They had a better store. They had such a better store. I got to go with Warner Brothers. All right. Warner Brothers lost. Disney won. And uh, we're on to the next fight, which is DC Toys versus Marvel Toys. And that one goes to me. And um, I got to go hands down Marvel Toys, at least at this point in time. Uh, DC is really almost always lagged behind when it comes to their toy construction and just getting toys out in a timely fashion. You go to Target right now, you can find 15 to 20 different Marvel figures. So I got to go Marvel. Uh, Paul? Um, I'm actually, I, I, if, we, if we had R2 uh, sitting around, I would throw this one up to R2 because mostly uh, I don't, I don't really collect the toys, and I'm bitter that both of them failed me in my childhood. All right. <laughs> so I, I'm abstaining. You're abstaining. In protest. In protest. Okay, Brian? Um, well, as I look uh, around in my uh, nerd cave, I see more DC toys than I do Marvel toys. So I'm going with DC toys. All right. Uh well, you know, this is something I kind of specialize in. I know toys. Uh, DC toys were lagging as long as they were done by Toy Biz, who also did the Marvel toys. 
But when they broke off and created DC Direct, that's what it took for the Marvel toys to really turn around and start becoming the legends and everything else. If it wasn't for the DC Direct and that caliber and the sculpts that they used for that, we'd still be seeing the freaking stupid little toy biz Marvel toys. So I got to go DC. All right, Mike. Well, if the the Marvel toys that are out now are are pretty solid, or at least the ones that you get in in uh, mass market places, but DC Direct has uh, has such a, a they might not have as much a variety of characters, but I can get an Alex Ross Superman, I can get a Darwin Cook Wonder Woman. Um, they have that those lines with with the artists, and uh, I think uh, overall they just got. They're a really nice-looking figure, and uh, the the variety of stuff that they've got, I think, is pretty cool. I'm going DC. All right, DC wins that one, and uh, we're going to stop here for just a moment. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Said the boss to his senior VP, I want you to listen to me. I mean it, no joke. This new part's a smoke with a smooth taste. I know you'll agree. Smoother Newport, fresher Newport, smoother, more refreshing cigarette. Then up spoke the senior VP. I'm afraid that I don't quite agree. I've got to confess, the one I like best is Newport 100s, you see. Oh, smoother Newport, fresher Newport, smoother, more refreshing cigarette. So they looked for a third employee and asked him to please referee. He tried one of each and then gave this speech. Both Newports stay smooth as can be. Oh, choose a Newport, either Newport, smoother, more refreshing cigarette. Come to Newport, a smoother, more refreshing cigarette. And we are back. Uh, we're going to continue on with this. Uh, that was a weird commercial we had there. Uh... Next one goes to Paul. It is uh, Secret Wars versus DC Universe's Crisis. Crisis on Infinite Earths? That would be the one. You know what? I I just flat out have got to go with Crisis because I really didn't like Secret Wars, nor did I like Secret Wars 2, The Wrath of Electric Boogaloo Strikes Back. Uh, um, we're going for Crisis. All right, Brian. Oh, oh, um... Even though I don't like what Crisis has devolved into, it still has not devolved into as big a pile of crap as Super Secret Wars started out being. Therefore, I'm going to go with Crisis. All right, Pete. Well, you know, I like Secret Wars. I, I, I enjoyed it when I read it. it. You know, they introduced the black costume in that one for Spider-Man, which became the Venom character. And actually, I like Venom as cheesy a character as he is. But I got to go with Crisis just based on emotional impact. He had the death of Flash, the death of Supergirl. It really affected me more emotionally. So I got to go with Crisis. All right, Mike? Yeah, uh, worlds lived, worlds died, and the DC Universe was never the same. I got to pick Crisis. All right. Oh, yeah, worlds lived, worlds died, the DC Universe is never the same. Oh, but wait, it is right now. The DC Universe is pre-crisis DC Universe because they brought back every single character that died, making it completely pointless. So I go with Secret Wars, even though my vote does not count. And we're on to the next fight. It is Reed Richards and Sue Storm versus Ralph and Sue Dibney. Uh, Ralph Dibney being the elongated man, Reed Richards being Mr. Fantastic, and Sue Storm being the invisible woman. Brian, that one goes to you. 
Um, come on, Reed and Sue. They're the mom and dad of superhero comics. And uh, I like Ralph and Sue. They're pretty cool characters. But uh, they don't have a fantastic car. So, fuck them. <laughs> All right, Pete. Well, you know, both of them start with R and both of them have Sue's. But I got to go with Reed Richards and Sue Storm. All right, uh, Mike. Yeah, definitely. They're uh, they're the Fantastic Four. Um, they have a a child that can destroy the universe. Reed Richards beat Galactus, and uh, the elongated man's dead. All right, comes to me, and um, yeah, I I I, I kind of got to go Reed Richards and Sue Storm, but Ralph and Sue are kind of cool. They they joked about banging with his elongated dick. So oh yeah, they're real cool. They're fantastic. They're just not Reed and Sue. And, and you know what? If Sue had powers, and I I might get give the edge to uh, sorry Sue Dibney had powers, I would give the edge to them. But Sue Storm kicks her ass so. I've got to go with uh, the Fantastic Four. Uh, Paul. I, I, uh, Ralph and Sue Dibney have the, the distinction of sort of being the Nick and Nora Charles of, of DC, where they did. Um, you know, they had the banter, the playful banter. I, I'm all over that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's sort of like uh, if Ralph is fi- facing a supervillain and he goes, Sue, throw up a force field. She goes, How? Uh, you know, um, whereas if uh, Reed says, Sue, throw up a force field, she says, oh, force field isn't just enough. I'm going to make it into a this uh, a ball shape and roll the person down the, the block. Um, I am sorry. I just I got to go for Reed and Sue. All right. Uh, well, Marvel wins that point And we're on to the next one. It is Wonder Woman versus the She-Hulk. And Pete, that one goes to you. You know, I have to say, this was a lot tougher for me than some of the other ones. Wonder Woman, terrific archetype, but I really enjoyed the the burn run on She-Hulk. I thought it was hysterical. I laughed every issue that I read. Um, It was well done, well drawn. But just because Wonder Woman is such such a big character, I got to go with Wonder Woman. All right, Mike. I I think I'm going to go with She-Hulk because she can actually pull off a jacket. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Well, no worries. It comes to me. And for me, uh, Wonder Woman is a really – she's a really boring character. Uh, Just a flat-out boring character. She was very, very hip and cool 60, 70 years ago. Now she's not. So I got to go She-Hulk. Paul? She's wearing red, white, and blue. She is, if not the first female superhero, which she was not, but she is the female superhero. She is the archetype. She is the Superman, you know, to to is to superheroes as Wonder Woman is to um, uh, superheroines. Also, she never wore a torn shirt for a costume. Red, white, and blue. Wonder Woman. All right. Tied up. Brian. Oh, well, you know, not only because she's the archetype, not only because she had a really cool TV series, but, you know, Wonder Woman had just slightly edges She-Hulk on the kink factor. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, the Amazon bracelets. Spank, spank. Anyway. Wonder Woman wins that fight. 
And we're on to the next one. It is Aquaman versus Namor. And it comes to me. And you know what? This ha- this one actually happened in the DC versus Marvel comic book and Aquaman won. And it was the stupidest thing in the world because Namor is ridiculously strong. He's almost Superman level, whereas Aquaman is strong and he is resilient. He's no fucking Namor. So I got to go Namor. Paul? Well... Aquaman does have the advantage of having uh, uh, a whole segment devoted to him on the Craig Ferguson's uh, uh, late, late, late show with Craig Ferguson. Ask Aquaman, where he gives advice. Um, Namor was actually there first, as far as the uh, as far as the fishy uh, uh, superheroes go. He's really powerful. He's um, oh, he's been more consistent. Um, temperamentally throughout his run i'm going with namor all right brian um you know namor falls definitely squarely within the uh quicksilver category you know imperious rex imperious dick more like it i can't stand him i've never liked him when i was watching him in the barely animated shows on thursdays it was like Jesus Christ, does this guy have to be on? Can't they do another Captain America or Hulk or something? I cannot stand Namor. He's a dickwad. So Aquaman wins by default. Plus, Aquaman was on Super Friends, and he was cool. Yeah, sitting in that pool of water. Pete! (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, uh, I always thought that Namor was kind of a dick. He started off being kind of a bad guy who fought the Fantastic Four even though it was for good reasons because he wanted to save his world and we were polluting it. Um, But Aquaman, I've never really disliked him, so i got to go with Aquaman. All right, it's all tied up, and it comes to you, Mike. Well, uh, like Paul said earlier, Aquaman uh, does have a segment on the Craig Ferguson show, which is a comedy show, because Aquaman's a joke. It's (laughs) Namor. All right, Namor wins. And we're on to the next fight. It is Dr. Fate versus Dr. Strange. And, Mike, this one goes to you. You know, I I really love the look of Dr. Fate. But uh, Dr. Strange was Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. I mean, how do you top that? I definitely give it to Dr. Strange. All right, and this one comes to me. And uh, I like like both characters, but I, I kind of like Dr. Fate more. I think they use him a little bit better in the DC universe. When I've seen him, I like him. Dr. Strange, I don't really go out to read at all. So I'm going to go with Dr. Fate. Paul. Um, I kind of got to go with, with Mike's rationale there. You know, it was Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, all sorts of surreal, uh, dimensional landscapes. Um, the dread Dormammu, uh, versus Wotan, Wotan, the green wizard. Um, and Hey, come on. Uh, you know, people make jokes about superheroes in tights. Dr. Strange is literally in tights. <laughs> like, you know, it's not, it's not tights and trunks or anything. He's wearing like a little tunic and tights and he's still the sorcerer supreme. Doctor Strange. Badass motherfucking big red cape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Paul uh Brian. <clears throat> um um well, you know, Doctor Fate's just way cooler looking than uh, Doctor Strange. 
I mean, he's got the shiny helmet and the cape and, you know, whatever that girdle thing is. And uh, Doctor Strange has a pit mustache, has a pit mustache. Really intimidating. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, I have to look at it and say, well, you know, which of these characters had, had more runs, that did more things in comics that I liked. And uh, Doctor Strange had the Ditko, Kirby, you know, Strange, Stanley, Red Dramamu, the guy with the flaming head, loved that. Um, he has a manservant. Okay. Doctor Strange has the edge. All right, and Pete. Well, you know, my dad would uh, be uh, glaring daggers at me because it was always his favorite character. I actually learned to read on Doctor Strange comic books and uh, Peter Parker and Conan. But, you know, Doctor Fate was a chick at one point. Uh, I, I, the costume's cooler. And I've just, story-wise, I've enjoyed more of what I've read. i got to go with Doctor Fate. All right. It doesn't matter, though, because Doctor Strange wins and Marvel gets another point. And we're on to our next battle, which is Bucky Cap, which is basically the versus uh, Dick Grayson and Batman. The sidekicks uh, basically took over the mantle. So uh, Bucky Cap is Captain America, and, well, you've got Robin being uh, Batman. And, Paul, who do you pick on this one? You are killing me here. <laughs> These are two of my all-time favorite characters. However, Bucky started fighting Nazis originally with a Thompson submachine gun at, like, age 14. He was blowing away Nazis. Um, however, this is Bucky Camp versus Dick Grayson Batman. Um, and Ed Brubaker has done an amazing job. I never thought anybody could bring Bucky back and make me like it. And instead, he brought Bucky back and made me love it and put him in as Cap and made me love that. So we're going with Bucky Cap. All right, Brian. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm. I you know I respect Brubaker for what he's done, but Bucky needs to be dead. And so, Dick Grayson, Batman, I go with that one. All right, Pete. Well, you know, this is one of those ones where it's it's kind of easy for me just because I haven't read Brubaker's run. I haven't seen the Bucky Cap, so. The Dick Grayson Batman, I do know. I got to go with what I know. Dick Grayson Batman. Grayson Batman, Mike. Uh, I I definitely have to go with with Bucky Cap for the for the reason Paul said. I never in a million years thought Bucky would be alive and be Captain America, and 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 for that to have been such a great story. Uh, I I also think that it's it's been just a, a better book. Um, I have to go Cap. All right, and it comes down to me. It's all tied up. And I've got to go, Bucky Cap. Uh, I've read, Yay. I've read both. And Dick Grayson is Batman. Some people have done it well. It's kind of clever. You see him smile a little bit. It's kind of cool. But Bucky Cap is really cool because he's missed everything that's happened in the in the Marvel universe. So anytime there's a conversation where, oh, you remember where we fight that fought that one guy? You like Kang pops up in the Avengers and. Bucky's like, who's Kang? And that, that to me is amazing. I love that moment. So I got to go Bucky Cap. And we're on to our next fight. And this one goes to you, Brian. It is Marvel Zombies versus DC Nationals. And those are the rabid fans. Those are the rabid Marvel fans versus the rabid, annoyingly rabid DC fans. Oh, well. <clears throat> uh, speaking as a DC National 
And uh, speaking as someone who watched in horror back in the 80s and 90s as foil covers and multiple reprints and all of this crap was going on over at Marvel, and people were like, I got the volume, I love it, yay, yay, yay. I'm going to go with DC Nationals just because the fact Marvel Zombies sucks so much that they had to turn them into a uh, comic series to try to redeem them. All right, Pete. Well, being a uh, semi-Marvel zombie myself, I got to go with Marvel Zombies. All right, Mike. Uh, I'm going to go with Marvel Zombies because that that comic was pretty sweet. So I got to go Marvel Zombies. All right, it comes to me. And I got to go Marvel Zombies as well because... I really don't like the hardcore DC fans. They're kind of dicks. Marvel zombies are dicks too, but I'm kind of a Marvel guy, so I gotta go Marvel on that one. And Paul, here's my thing, and I may I'm, I'm probably wrong, okay, on this, but I don't remember ever hearing Mar- of Marvel fans sending death threats to writers when when. Hal Jordan got replaced and Kyle Rayner came on. People I know got death threats and vile messages. Um, and and so uh, just clarifying, love Marvel fans, love DC fans, but on the extremes, the DC people I have seen have gone farther to that absolute bonkers extreme. So I'm going to go with the Marvel Zombies. All right. And the next battle comes to you there, Pete. It is Psycho Pirate uh, versus Eternity. Um, two characters I know very little about. Uh, so I got to go Psycho Pirate. All right. Mike. He's got a cooler name. One is the entire universe. One's a guy with a mask. I'm going Eternity. Yeah. Uh, how can you vote against the entire universe? The entire universe. So... Uh, yeah, I got to go Eternity too, uh, Paul. I it, it's really it's like Psycho Pirate goes, haha! I'm going to make you sad, and Eternity says, I'm going to make you disappear. You're gone. So uh, I'm going for Eternity. All right, and Brian. Uh, yeah, Eternity. <laughs> yeah, that was an easy oh, one. Oh God! Poor Psycho Pirate. Poor Psycho Pirate. But we're on to our next one. This one goes to you, Mike. It is the Vertigo, DC Vertigo versus Marvel's Epic Line. I I loved the Epic Line when it came out. Uh, I think when it was this tremendously interesting, innovative comic book line. But Vertigo ultimately was uh, the home of Sandman and the Invisibles and Preacher and, and stuff that I just absolutely adore. So definitely Vertigo. Yeah, it, I like like you said, I like a couple of the epic things, but yeah, I I, I read lots and lots of Vertigo. So Vertigo, uh, Paul. Um, I I uh, again, there was some really tremendous stuff that came out from Epic, but here's the thing, Vertigo's still going, and Epic not so much. Um, you know, uh, Vertigo is is it sort of like it it sometimes is hanging on by its by its fingernails, but it's, there's always really interesting work. Um, and, uh, and, and they, and DC is really, you know, stuck with that and, and, and like kept at it and, 
and you, I just for for sheer endurance, I got to go for Vertigo. Uh, all right, uh, Brian. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I'm gonna go with Epic just because somebody has to. <laughs> <laughs> and and most of the stuff that people love from Epic is the stuff that I hate about comics. So, uh, from Epic or from Vertigo? I mean, excuse me, Vertigo. Most of the stuff I hate from uh, most people, you know, I love Sandman. I like Sandman. Don't love Sandman. Now, you know, any of that stuff. It's it's I. Guys in tights fighting other guys in tights, maybe with a dog with a cape and tights. That's what I like. <laughs> All right. And Pete. Well, if I recall correctly, didn't uh, Vertical also do a decent run of Swamp Thing? And didn't they also have Animal Man? Yep. Yes. Yeah, I got to go Vertigo. All right. Vertigo wins that one. DC gets another point. And we're on to our next battle, uh, which is mine, which is the Hand versus the League of Assassins. And, uh, both are basically the respect of the hand is the Marvel universe's uh, ninja force and the League of Assassins is basically the same thing. And uh, I don't really like the League of Assassins. I like Daredevil. I like the fact that the hand pop up everywhere in the Marvel universe. So I got to go hand. Uh, Paul. Um, I see. I actually have the opposite reaction to the hand popping up everywhere in the Marvel universe. Um Mostly the hand come across as punks to me. Um, the League of Assassins, on the other hand, is run by Ra's al Ghul and Talia al Ghul. I just like the, the League of Assassins much, much better. All right. Brian? I've read more cool stories featuring uh, the ghouls, the al Ghuls, and the League of Assassins than I have versus the hands. The, hands, the hand has become pretty much... Uh, the, the, the hand was the joke that spawned the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I got to go with the League of Assassins. All right. Pete. Well, you know, they resurrected Elektra, as I recall. So I got to go with the hand because I absolutely, bad movie aside, I absolutely love Elektra. All right, Mike, this is deciding vote to you. Uh, well, then I'm going to give it to the hand because they go poof when they die. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Easy enough. And uh, next one goes to you, Paul, and I know how you're going to vote. It is Mystique versus Batgirl. Paul, who do you have? Well, you know, I have the 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 problem of Mystique still in my mind being a villain. Um, I, yes, she can shape change. She does all sorts of cool stuff. Um, I am kind of the guy who wrote the bat, the the Gotham Girls uh, uh, mini series featuring who was that again? Uh, oh yeah, Batgirl. Um, I love Batgirl in the Batman series when I was a kid. Um, I I I have written uh, the I wrote two fill-in issues for the Cassandra Kane Batgirl comic. Um, I have written Barbara Gordon in the birds uh, in a birds of prey story. Um, gosh darn it! I just love me some Batgirl. So you're gonna go Mystique? I you know it was close, but I thought Batgirl. Okay, Batgirl. All right, Brian. Where does she come from? Where does she go? Why are you here, baby? We just gotta know. Batgirl, Batgirl. Batgirl, Batgirl. Batgirl. All right, I'm taking that as a Batgirl vote. Pete. Well, you know, while she was half naked in the movie, 
I was never big on Mystique, whereas I remember at a very young age watching the Adam West Batmans and going, go-go boots and black leather. Well, simulated black leather anyway. I got to go Batgirl. All right, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to give this one to Batgirl, too, pretty much for uh, every reason everybody said, especially the song. Yeah, um, and it comes to me, I've always wanted to do a girl in a wheelchair. Wow, that's that sounds kind of disturbing. <laughs> so I'm going to go Batgirl. <laughs> and we're on to our next one. This one is for you, Brian. It is Supergirl versus Jean Grey. Yeah, well, uh, let me see. Two of my least favorite characters in comics, and I don't dislike them. They're just kind of ciphers. But Jean Grey had the better death when she was died the first time, so I'm going to give it to Jean Grey. All right, Pete. Well, you know, she had the power to destroy worlds, whereas Supergirl basically just has her super strength and invulnerability. I got to go with Jean Grey. All right, Mike. Yeah, Death of the Phoenix was, uh, you know, one of the all-time great comic book stories and certainly one of the stories that got me hooked into comics. So I'm going Jean Grey. And this one comes to me. And um, I like Jean Grey. I like the Phoenix. But that Supergirl costume is really hot. And it's really awesome to go see girls at Comic-Con, any comic book convention, walking around in a Supergirl outfit because that is one of the hottest things out there. So... I got to go Supergirl. Paul? Okay. Now, Death of the Phoenix, the uh, Burn Claremont X-Men, uh, and Dave Cockrum, of course, also who designed the Phoenix costume. I've been a fan for a, a long time. Um, however, um, Jim Mooney drew him some awesome uh, Supergirl. Um, and, and Supergirl, the monthly book, which is currently coming out, Drawn by my my good friend and former roommate Jamal Eigel, who does a spectacular job month after month of uh, bringing us the adventures of the Maid of Might along with Sterling Gates. We got to go us with Supergirl. All right, Supergirl lost though. Jean Grey won. Ooh. And we're on to the next battle. Good suck up, Paul. Good suck up. Yeah, it was <laughs> I think I owe Jamal money. <laughs> and the next fight is Stan Lee. Versus Julie Schwartz, uh, both of which were editors in chief of uh, their respective universes and during the Silver Age. Uh, and this one goes to Pete. Actually, he owes you money for that promo, Paul. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I like DC, but really, that period of time in the DC universe, for me, was pretty boring. I mean, Superman was nothing special. You had all these unmemorable characters who would come in. I can't even remember half the stories that I read on a monthly basis from that time period just because they were so unmemorable. Whereas with Stan Lee, you had things going on with X-Men. You had things going on with Spider-Man. I got to go with Stan Lee on this one. All right, Mike. Well, he's Stan the Man. You know, what, what part of that is unclear? It's Stan Lee. All right. And uh, while Julie Schwartz did some really cool stuff, um, it really is kind of boring. Uh, there's a lot of borderline horribly racist stuff in uh, that period of DC. You don't see it as much in Marvel, and I, I think that's partially a credit to Stan. So 
I'm going to go Stan Lee and uh, Paul. Well, Julie Schwartz was the inspiration for a a uh, character in Kurt Busiek's Astro City in his group, The First Family. So that's kind of cool. But then again, The First Family kind of inspired by the Fantastic Four created by Stan Lee. So, um, I, you know, the thing is, Julie Schwartz, people in the industry know who Julie Schwartz is and and. Uh, you know, admire him for the most part and, and what he did. And, and a lot of people I've, I've talked to like him a lot, but Stan Lee, I mean, people know who Stan Lee is, who, who probably haven't even cracked a comic book. And, um, he's still going strong at 87, um, pushing, you know, trying to, uh, do new things over with boom and, and, uh, with Archie. And I just got to go with Stan. All right. And Brian. Okay, uh, Julie Schwartz, he was the standard that that was set, and it's easy. And and while what Stan didn't do was easy, he was just basically going against Julie Schwartz. So you know he gets a lot of credit for what he did, but Julie Schwartz was solidly there establishing what superhero should be, so Stanley could go against it. That having been said, when I was a kid, I saw an episode of Mike Douglas on which Stanley appeared in a Captain America costume. He would not wear the mask in the Captain America costume because the wing was broken and he did not want to appear as Captain America with a fucked up costume. Stanley. All right. Stanley wins that fight. And we're on to the next one. It is for you, Mike. It is DC costumes versus Marvel costumes. This is uh this is one that I'm I think they're pretty pretty even in a lot of ways. I guess I I know there's different aesthetics to it, but uh for the most part this isn't one that I I really care a lot about. But there there is no more iconic symbol than uh Superman's S which is from his costume. So I'll have to give it to DC costumes. All right, and this one comes to me and I kind of have to agree with you. The Superman S, the uh, Batman Bat, the Wonder Woman W's, uh, almost Green Lantern symbol now, almost the Flash symbol now. Those are really iconic symbols that are part of their costume. So I'm going to go DC. Paul? Wow. This one is really, really, really I, – I, I'm. it's so tough because, I mean, yes, the big three, very iconic. People are really – um, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, those those are costumes that people think about. But uh, you know, um, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, those were great costumes. Spider Man's costume, the X Men's costumes. Um, uh, I'm just gonna go with my heart and say Marvel costumes. All right, Brian. DC. <laughs> what being a superhero is about. Pete. Well, you know, <clears throat> it is close. I agree with everything everybody said. But thinking about the costumes personally, I mean, you know, the icons are there. A lot of the Marvel costumes, you don't have the, like, you know the Iron Man costume, but he doesn't really have a symbol. Um, but just based on female costumes, I love me some skirts, and DC seems to have a whole lot more skirts instead of the uh, spandex. So I got to go DC. All right, DC wins that one. And we're on to the next one. This one comes to me. It is Marvel.com 
versus DC.com, uh, their websites. And uh, they both suck. Honestly, they are not very good websites. But Marvel's, for me at least, is a little bit easier to navigate. So my vote goes to Marvel. Paul? I kind of feel the same way you you do, except not quite so strenuously. I mean, neither website just like grabs me and says, this is the best website ever. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm going to, to, to split the difference again and say, I, I abstain on the grounds that I just don't have an opinion strong enough. All right. Loser. Brian, (laughs) what do you, um, they, both of these sites suck, but is any, either of them doing anything for me? Well, the Marvel.com site actually shows uh, the Japanese Spider-Man, so I'll go with Marvel.com. All right, Pete. Uh, Well, you know, I haven't visited either site in a very, very long time. Um, Still the same. (laughs) (laughs) However, when I was visiting the sites, um, I have to say I probably hit Marvel more than DC, so I got to go with Marvel. All right, and Mike. Well, I, uh, I I actually probably have spent more time on the, the DC Comics site and uh, find their message boards to be quite entertaining. So I, uh, I will go DC. And, uh, and actually, I, before you call this, I just realized I, I'm, I was foolish. Foolish, I say. Uh, DC used to host the GothamGirls.com uh, website. It was uh, part of their thing, and that got me a five-issue miniseries. Um, so I'm going to go with the DC website. All right. doesn't matter. <laughs> Marvel still won. Woo-hoo. Oh. And we're on to our next battle. Uh, Silver Age versus DC Silver Age. And Mr. Story, this one goes to you. Marvel, no, no doubt about it. All right, Brian. Uh, I'm going to go with DC because back during the Silver Age was when I started reading comics. I read mostly DC. So, you know, and I read I read a lot of Marvel, but my primary focus was DC during the Silver Age, so I'm going to say DC now. All right, uh, Pete. Well, you know, I learned to read on Conan and Doctor Strange and Peter Parker and all that stuff because my dad was a collector and a fan. Um, I have to go Marvel because that's pretty much what we had lying around the house. All right, Mike. I think I'm going to pick Marvel also. Um, you know, DC may have, have sort of restarted the superhero with the Silver Age, but I think we may not be reading about him today if it wasn't for Marvel Silver Age. All right, and it comes to me, and and I find both of them boring. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, DC Silver Age is, is a little bit more offensive than Marvel's, so I gotta go Marvel. And we're on to our final battle. It is Jack Kirby versus Jack Kirby. Uh, And this one goes to you, Brian. Which Jack Kirby do you like better? The Marvel one or the DC one? Well, you know, to be perfectly honest, uh, I'm gonna go with the DC DC Jack Kirby because... uh, the New Gods was always one of my favorite things at DC. I mean, yeah, I like a lot of the things that that happened in Marvel as a result of Jack's work, but the things that I like in Marvel were things that people did with the characters after Jack was gone. 
Jack, I can point to Jack's uh, New Gods uh, stuff and the stuff that derived from the New Gods and Dark Side and all that. And up right up until this most recent uh, crisis, the New Gods have always been one of my favorite things in Marvel. So DC Jack Kirby. All right. Well, you know, I got to go with uh, Marvel Kirby. All right. Easy as that. Uh, Mike? I'm going to give it to Marvel Kirby as well. I mean, if you look, the the new gods may be great, the demon, OMAC, but, you know, they're going up against the Fantastic Four, the Hulk, Captain America, the Avengers. You know, it's one... What he did at Marvel was just so gigantic, and his, his impact on DC was uh, considerably less. All right. Uh, that comes to me. I got to go Marvel. Sorry. It's just the way it works. It's it's Marvel for me. Uh, Paul? I got two words for you. Captain America. <laughs> He, he he was done at Timely, which became Marvel. He's you know he was resurrected uh, at at Marvel. He's my favorite superhero of all time. Jack Kirby, Captain America, Marvel Kirby. All right, and Marvel won that one. And uh, well, this one is over, and the tale of tape is atrocious. Marvel has won this battle, but the war is not over yet. There will be another episode. Uh, it will come back again. But this one is over, and I'd like to uh, thank everybody that was on here. Uh, anybody want to plug anything? Um, hey, head to uh, Storyville.com to check out uh, the latest and greatest uh, convention appearances, projects I've got coming up, a uh, link to my blog where I occasionally put up random thoughts uh, and that sort of thing. That's S T O R R. I-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com. All right. Anybody else? I don't know. Anybody looking for an elementary school teacher between the ages of uh, 30 and 45? Or what? Never mind. Okay. So you have no plugs. That's fine. I have nothing. You can catch us at geekfights.net, geekfights at gmail.com, geekfights on Twitter, uh, you can also uh, hit us up on Facebook, Geek Fights, of course. Uh, check out our friends at uh, subspacecommunicate.com, uh, the what, Uberner Nation, and uh, our, our, our favorite local comic shops uh, of Warp 9, and, of course, Comics and More. Chris would kick my ass if I didn't say that. Hello. Uh, and I uh, want to say a big thank you to Jared uh, for our new theme song, Mr. Jared Formby. Formerly of Star Trek, the experience, Quan. And uh wanted to thank him for writing podcasts and podcast uh blogs on our website. So thanks Jared for that. And uh thanks Rob, because he's our uh one and only fan. Thanks, Rob. But th- that is all for this time. Uh thanks a lot. Mike, anything? Uh you can find me at uh the Zod Complex podcast at Zodcomplex.com and uh Check back with us next week. We'll uh, we'll post what our next topic is going to be on the website, and uh, you can all check it out. And uh, see you next time. And remember, keep fighting the geek fight. Good night. Ooh, war. Good night.
war. Get your moan, you can lose your sour crust.